Hi, so today we are celebrating Damien and Matilda Relier of the Relier Insurance Group. Hi, guys. Hi. How's it going? We're happy to have you here with us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank so, you. Thanks for having We're, us. Our theme is family, celebrating family businesses, small family businesses particularly. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I think, fit that pretty perfectly. Yeah. So how did you get started in family business? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want to start with a little bit of our backstory? Yeah. So my my background was I was pursuing medicine at the same time. I sort of got into real estate and that ended up being the route that I stayed on a little bit closer. So I sold real estate. I recruited real estate agents. But Damien's background was sort of varied, starting in, started in plumbing, did a couple of things. And we were introduced to to business, I guess, by a connection in New York, which is where we're from, upstate New York. And that those kind of business connections originally actually not in insurance, they ended up bringing us to Florida. Yeah. And about six months after we moved to Florida, mm -hmm. having spent some time working in the insurance realm, yeah. we decided to start our own insurance business together. I should say he convinced me <laughs> to work in an insurance business with him because that's yeah. a little bit more what it was in the beginning. But since then, about a year and a half coming up on two years, actually, I would say. Yeah. We've been... Yeah business. Yeah. Well, congrats. Yeah. Did, did either one of you guys come from, have a family business in your background? No. So both of our families are pretty job-minded, I guess you mm -hmm. would say. Your dad's an RN, your mom's a uh, accountant, my mom is an English teacher. Yeah. So we don't have really any background as far as learning from someone as running a small family business. No. My uncle had a pizza shop, has sure. a pizza shop that I worked yeah. in a little bit, but, mm -hmm. but our, our lineage is not really entrepreneurship. No. Um, okay. Well, congrats for stepping out and doing that. Yeah. Because yeah. that is scary. Yeah. yeah. Any, yeah. any particular reactions from family? Were, were they cautionary about you when you decided to do this? That, was there yeah, I, Not that? really. We've always just kind of been, I guess you would say, hard-headed, pretty straightforward, like we're going to get this done no matter what. So maybe a little bit, but we also didn't really consult with them because none right. of them own a business. So we weren't going to ask other people who didn't own businesses what they thought about us starting a business. But we talked to other business owners. But yeah, I mean, obviously parents always want the best for you, but we've always just kind of been that way. Uh, mm -hmm. I've wanted to own a business since I was probably 15 or maybe even younger. Had small variations of my own businesses, I guess you could say in high school uh, that weren't mm -hmm. technically on the books. But yeah, they're they're pretty supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and to your point, we learned from business owners. We're really fortunate, actually, to learn from other business owners really early on. Like, don't take advice from people you wouldn't trade places with. Yeah. And that was a big deal because I love my parents. You love your parents, but we wouldn't trade places with them. In fact, a lot of what we do is for them. So you you can't take advice from the same people you want to have. Even though we have so much respect, we've learned so much from them. Absolutely. That's a writer downer right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wow. Very good. Very good. Thanks. So what do you guys love most about working together? Yeah, I think it's that phrase, just being able to work together. When we were working jobs, we weren't in the job market or I guess sphere, you could say very long. We didn't work for other people very long, but we just hated being apart. And we were also building somebody else's business all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. We worked with great people. We still have great relationships with them. We just got sick of being apart all the time. It just didn't really make sense for us. So now we're together all the time. We're building something together for our family. 
And it's just so much more fun. It's so much more fulfilling. I think people, and us included, we kind of went through the motions. We were just showing up, collecting a paycheck, and then, you know, that was it. And now we're actually building something. We're on an adventure. Yeah. And I think that to your to your point as well about having more freedom and choice, like when you are working, when Damon was working at an insurance agency, you have a ceiling. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's true of anything. Like when you're working for somebody, you have a ceiling because you have opposing interests. Their, their goal is to pay you as little as possible and get as much value from you, which is fine. That's their business. And your goal is to make as much money as possible. And in some people's case, do as little work as possible. So you really are kind of at odds. And he just saw the opportunity of like, I can do everything my employer is doing. Mm-hmm. All he's doing is buying E&O insurance and buying me leads and yes. making me come and sit in an office. And I can do those two things up by myself. And so he's like, he made it that simple. And I think that was key, honestly, at first yeah. for the insurance, just making it that simple and saying, well, I can do this stuff myself. Yeah. I think one of my skills is explaining things like I'm explaining it to a fourth grader. Uh, Because that's how I operate on like a fourth grade level. uh, So I can break things down pretty simple. Uh, That is huge. Simplicity is is an art. I don't, have you ever heard of the physicist Richard Feynman? No. I don't know. No. He is well known. In fact, it's called the Feynman technique. And it's basically, if you can't take something and explain it to an eight-year-old, you don't understand it. Huh. <laughs> so that's interesting. Well, there you go. You're right up there with the brilliant yeah. physicist. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. So is there is there any challenge that you've overcome together in your journey that other couples might benefit from hearing about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd say so. The first year in business, uh, the first couple of years in business for most businesses is pretty tough. You're investing a lot. You're not necessarily always seeing the return that you want to see. In the beginning, it was very much separating work from not work because we started off in our small apartment. It's a very small apartment. We worked from home. We did everything from home. Everything. We had two desks in the living room. Yeah, not a good idea. Uh, not advised. It was fun. Like it was a grind. It was fun. It was the beginning, but it got to the point where it was like, man, this is not healthy. Because yeah. when you're sitting down relaxing, you can see your desk and you're like, yeah. wow, I should be working. And it's like nine o'clock at night and you should not be working because you worked all day. So yeah, just one, learning how to work as a couple, but also learning how to separate that when it's not business, you're spending time going to dinner, not talking about, oh, hey, we need to buy this or we need to do that. Or, hey, what's the P&L look like? Just being able to spend time together and separate it. And I mean, for most people in new to business, I mean, your number one problem is cash flow, like at the top of pretty much everyone's list. And so we were we were profitable our first year in business, I would say. The business was making money, but we were not making money, which is the case for a lot of people because, you know, even in the beginning when you're succeeding, you know, we're like, oh, yes, like, this is great. Look at our profit margins. And then we're like, oh, but we have bills and expenses (laughs) and all of that. And so it it was cool to come out of, you know, that phase. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of the big, a big challenge in it. Mm -hmm. And it can cause a lot of stress, like financial stress can leak into your personal life. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I I think we were blessed to have really good influences just in our personal life of how to have, you know, a good marriage. And that's something that's a continual work in progress for everybody. But if you can't separate that, like the financial stress, it can like really, you know, be hard on a marriage. Yeah, I agree. I I, want to call out something you just said that kind of slipped on by, which was 
the idea of financial stress can leak into the into the relationship. I think it's a much stronger statement would be appropriate. <laughs> I think uh, what I've read is like the that's one of the biggest problems that couples in business yep. together face is that mm -hmm. is that the financial stress stresses the relationship. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, number one cause of divorce, as far as I know, is financial yeah. stress. Mm -hmm. I, you yeah. guys can correct me because I you have your you have your facts straight a lot more than I do, I think. But <laughs> but yeah, that financial piece is big, even for yeah. people who don't own a business. So when you own a business and it's like suddenly everything, you know, yeah. the way you sometimes say is like you have to hunt and kill and everything you're going to eat. That's sometimes how it yeah. feels. That's kind mm -hmm. of like a primal example. But like yeah. when you're. Right deal by deal commission by commission that's yeah. there's no what it is. there's no taking it easy today because you're you're literally hunting if you don't kill like you don't eat like yeah. you gotta you gotta put in work make sure it happens all right well and being together 24 7 is another stressor right yeah i mean yeah. we love it like we're we we um, understand that yeah, we've done really good at it, but we also got to the point where I got an office space yeah. too. We um, learned our, we learned how to navigate it. Yeah, yeah, because we'll distract each other when we're together all the time. Yeah. We won't get as much work done because yeah. uh, we're just hanging out. We want to have fun. We want to talk. So I rent. We rent a small office space for me to go to during the day. Oh. Make sure we okay. So one of the the ways you figured out to work more effectively business wise was to create a little separate physical separation. Yep. Yeah, a hundred percent. When he's home, like today he came home from the office early and he says, Oh, I'm coming home early. I'm like, mm. okay, I'm not gonna get <laughs> anything done. And I know that. And that's, you know, obviously I can work if I have something booked, you know, it's easy because I it's booked, I can be there. Yeah. But yeah, I think we do our best work separately mm -hmm. and it's fun to be together all the time. But we did have to kind of find that you know, balance, especially because for us, some couples maybe can sit there and work together. For us, the majority of our work is done over the phone. Yeah. So you can't yeah. really have two conversation, phone conversations going in the same, That's same true. small space, same room. So that does make it a little tough. So we did have to kind of work that out and, and get another space. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We actually are in a similar position. Uh, Connie's computer is desk is right there. Yeah. And, yeah. and so if we both wanted to be on the same Zoom call, we would have problems with echo and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So hence we sit next to each other mm -hmm. for, for our coaching. Mm -hmm. and, uh, or I move my computer into the, into the dining room. Yeah. Another end of the house. Yeah. Which yeah. is not a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And we've done that too. Is there anything that you, anything about being, working together in a family business that you know now that you wish you'd known when you started? I know it's kind of, you're kind of new in the game yet. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think, and I think we said this before, I think if we knew, I don't say, I don't want to use the word hard. I don't really like that word hard. Okay. We work on changing our vocabulary and having the right words Challenge. coming out. Start. But I think if we had known certain things, we maybe wouldn't have started. So I actually think that that phrase, ignorance is bliss, and that can yeah. come off wrong. We're very glad for the decisions we've made. Yeah. But I think if you know too much, it can actually be a detriment. So we we talk to people a lot who maybe they want to start a business or maybe they're they're doing what they're doing and they, they want to have something else or other things going. And it's like the main thing that you you just say a lot is just do it. Like yeah, stop talking about it. Just do it. Because if you you can't research it all away, you yeah. can't explore it all away. Like one, the more you know, could be detrimental to you. Yeah. You just... Potentially, no, for, and two, yeah. it's never going to happen. Yeah, no. So you're never going to get all the answers, right? 
No, no. And if you get them all, you might not want them all. Yeah. So you might as well just yeah. go through it until you yeah. have the result you want. Yeah. 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 I mean, we'll have people who ask us, you know, whether it's family, whether it's friends, because like we haven't done a lot yet, but we've been self-employed for almost two years now, fully, the both of us. Like that's an accomplishment. Yeah, that um, is. And they'll they'll just have, like, okay, I'm going to do this and thinking about that. And I'm like, just do it. Like there's nothing else mm-hmm. I can say to you. Like until you start going through the action, we're not going to be able to have a conversation because you just don't get it. And that's not to be offensive. That's not to be rude. But when you're talking to another business owner, the conversation is just, there's more depth, there's more mm-hmm. conviction, there's more relatability. So you just have to start or it's just never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and we're still know what you don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And that's like, like again, like that's actually a, a gift for the yeah. first, you know, a little bit. Because if we had known like some of the stressors or some of the things that we would encounter, mm-hmm. not to say that we wouldn't have done it, but would we have been as excited or like, as ambitious about it maybe not like you never know maybe we would have been like oh well if we can foresee we're going to encounter this financial stress maybe we shouldn't invest so much here Mm -hmm. that's not how it works you don't get to look down the road and feel like oh i should do this or i shouldn't do this you just have to do it and we're just really thankful we had the influences to help us set ourselves up right and make the right Mm -hmm. decisions you know for us starting a business we were fortunate to be debt-free. That was an important thing for us because when you're yeah. investing a lot of money, it, the the lower your cost of living, the better. And we right. see people around us who sometimes they don't have those influences or maybe they haven't listened to the same voices. And you know, we're yeah. just thankful that we did because we set ourselves up in the beginning had we not done that. Because if we had you know, two car payments, a truck payment, I think the average... Uh, car payment in America right now. I just heard the other day it was like six to seven hundred dollars a month. Like that's insane. Like yeah. that's a lot. And there's nothing wrong. Like if you want to do that, we're not against it. We are for our family um, because we know being debt free has created a lot of options for us. We don't right. owe anybody anything, so we can take that seven hundred dollars and turn it into twenty five hundred dollars by investing in our business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, I think I'm never one to we're kind of going off on a rabbit yeah, trail. Yeah, so I don't want to. No, that's that well, really comes back to my previous, you know question about, well, what would you, you know, is there something you'd tell other business owners? And that I, I think managing debt and keeping your debt as low as possible is a huge, mm-hmm. you know, wisdom, point of wisdom, I'll mm-hmm. say that, that a lot of people just don't get. You know, our culture of, of payments, you know, how much subscription, oh, yeah. model, everything's a subscription today. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think one thing that I would add is just comparison is a thief of joy. And that's what we've heard. One thing I, we did during that, I completely cut out social media for a time period because when you're looking at Instagram, when you're looking at it, like, are there some people on there that probably live that lifestyle? I think absolutely. There's probably some, yeah. but most of them don't. I think it's too easy for people just to post what their life looks like. And you're like, man, why are, why does it feel like we're hemorrhaging money? And there's other people who are out there living a lifestyle that we want to live. So just like doing what you yeah. need to do, I think. Too many people think it's easy to start a business now when it really is like it's one of the hardest things that you will do. And I think to you could probably make more sense of this in the psychological realm, but we we talked recently about like there's this mindset of like just this life path that people follow almost by default of like yeah. you, you go to school, you come out, you get a job, you meet a guy, or if you're you you, you meet somebody, you get a dog you get a house, you have a baby. And like, we see people who, and there's nothing wrong with that path at all. Like, 
but we see people who they don't actually make choices. They don't, by not making a choice, all of their life choices happen by default and it happens to follow that same model. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And so not that there's anything wrong with those things. I'm like, I'm just so glad that we took a step back and like mm-hmm. evaluated some things and chose to make a couple different choices along the way. And we just see so many people who follow. And some of those people who even say they want to own a business, but they're, they're still making all those other, this cascade of decisions yeah. that's preventing that. Um, maybe there's some psychological explanation for that. I don't know, but it's I, interesting to see. I'm not a psychologist, yes, but I, I would agree with you. There's a lot there that, that you know, living by default. Those, yeah. and they're addicted yeah. to it. You know, they're addicted cultural. to a new car every year or they're addicted to, you know, whatever yeah. that they're, they're going out for dinner three or yeah. four times in a week and, you know, the fancy alcohols and the things like that. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it becomes an issue that, that they get locked in to where they're they're at instead of pulling out like you guys did and and saying no we don't need all that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with those things but once you've for a period of time right, you for a period of time exactly. yeah exactly you yeah. get so radical and maybe that's not maybe that's that, usually a bad maybe term, that gets people but... a little upset but if you i just heard it the other day i don't remember what it was but if you want to win you better be radical at whatever you want to win. Because when you're, it goes back to sports, right? Like if you want to win the Super Bowl, you're not going to win the Super Bowl by playing golf part-time. Like during yeah. the season, they are obsessed and radical with winning. You have to do that. You, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like yeah. you, you have to cut it out for a period of time. And then once you've reached a certain point, you can probably bring those things slowly back in or back in completely. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of an impatience at getting reaching the goal. You know, I, I want to have this lifestyle or this, you know, I eventually want to achieve this. And and the mountain that they've got to climb to get there seems just seems to get bigger. So then they start trying to take shortcuts. Well, I'll just buy this now. And and like instant said, gratification. Get the, yeah, yeah, we're in such an instant gratification world. Yeah. yeah. But it, interesting that you mentioned the, you know, the kind of the, the cultural models of, you know, like go to go to school, get a job, have a baby, all those things. I mean, yes, there is a, there's an assumption in in, in the culture of, of what, or has been for a long time of what a, a family looks like and what an ideal life looks like. And, and when, when I was, when we were growing up, um, you know, the idea was to have a pension. You work for the same, you want to work for the same company for 40 years and get a pension and the company would fund that, for, you know, pension for your rest of your life for your retirement. And that all went away. Yeah, uh, there's you know so many things that we've seen just go away, okay. and but and talking about family as we discussed doing you know, family businesses for for this podcast, we've also got to expand our model of what is a family. Yeah, because yeah. the traditional you know look of a family and has been you know the, a, oftentimes the the founder the person that runs the business is the male, and you know there was a, a cultural expectation of subservient females in the you know 50s and before and all of that has changed and so you know we've we got to embrace the the variety that exists today yeah and i think that like we talked about this a little bit when we when we met previously that there's different models of a family business for us because we are you know i guess you would say a first generation family business we don't mm-hmm. have same dynamics that maybe a second and third generation business would have. Yeah. 
for us, we just have us. So it does come down to that. Like, like you said, there are some preconceived models and, and some of those things are good. And some of those things are not some, some work, some didn't. And it's just like, how do you, how do we have the best, highest functioning team? And that's something that we talk about because there are times where we have to shift and be like, okay, if your, if your plate is full and mine's not, then I need to take something off your plate yeah. and, and to be able to kind of make those shifts and acknowledge when, you know, I have to acknowledge just, just by the virtue yeah. of the way our business runs, Damon does our sales. I focus on recruiting and building our, our team. So he does have more of that stress at this point mm-hmm. in our business, just the, by virtue of where things are and. So, yeah, we definitely have to be kind of conscious of that dynamic and making sure things are moving fluidly because it can be really easy for one person to be bogged down more than the other, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen anyway in, a, in any kind of relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So do you network with any other uh, family business owners? Um, yeah, I'm definitely say so. Yeah, we are big into, we decided pretty early on in our business and every model is different, but our business is pipeline built, built upon leads. So we decided we wanted to buy higher quality leads and network. That was kind of our, our goal of how we wanted our business to be built. And we've done that pretty successfully. Now there's still phone calls involved sometimes, but that that network of modeling we do we did join a couple of networking groups and we've had to evaluate over time what works and what doesn't but networking has been really successful for us mm-hmm. and i would say that there are probably several family businesses um, among the people that we yeah, yeah that we work with any any specific lessons or takeaways that you've gained from having that interaction with those other businesses mm-hmm. yeah i wouldn't say necessarily as far as like owning a family business on that side. But one thing that we're really good at is getting around other people that are a lot better and more experienced than us. So, I mean, countless, countless lessons. The only reason we have what we have and are going to continue to grow is because of the people we've surrounded ourselves with. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's the other piece of advice we would get. That's that you say that that's, that should be the only piece of advice that we give to business people who want to own a business. Get around people who own a business. Yeah. Don't go to the bar at happy hour and say, hey, to your buddy at your corporate job, hey, you know what I'm thinking of doing? I think I want to start a business. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, right now it's Friday night. We're the, this is not the right person to talk to. Get around those people. But I think in family business, I mean, from the ones that we've observed and I think it's just important for the second generation to have to work for it and to to earn their own like dignity and respect. And I'll, I'll be I'll be non-specific because I don't want to say anything you know specific. But for the second generation to have to come into their own and maybe not just to I don't know fall into the family business. Uh, I guess just that's something that I think from the ones that we've seen I think is, is helpful. You know because then you really can truly have a a respect dynamic as opposed to maybe just tension or a feeling of subservience or something like that. So I think that that's something should we, you know, have in the future, even like our kids some someday far down the road in business with us, far down the road, honey understands, you, you get this. Then, yeah, I, I think that would be like our main thing. We would want them to, to go through their own pain and their own, yeah. their own growth and, let them suffer a little yeah. bit for themselves right. so that they respect themselves and so that we can have a mutual respect. 
Yeah. That is actually one of the, the main pieces of advice that, that we see over and over, you know, in, in various levels. You know, we're again focusing more on smaller businesses, but the through all, all levels, uh, the family members that come in as a second or later generation, they need to earn their place. Um, yeah. they're, they're, nobody is served by somebody just being given a job because they're yeah having with with, especially if they're unqualified and the experience of going out and working in either the same or a different industry but going out and getting getting that business experience ideally in the same industry working for a competitor that brings out Mm -hmm. you know they learn so much and they see what worked and what didn't work there and then they can bring the best into the Mm -hmm. family if they choose to join but then they're coming in they're much better informed you know, they're, they've got their eyes wide open instead of just, well, I'm, you know, mom and dad have always taken care of me. And I'm, yeah. no, <laughs> and <laughs> from experience. Oh, yeah. When yeah. you get your own teeth kicked in, uh, yeah. it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that we talk about. We're really thankful that, you know, we didn't have that, the fit, even, even stepping away from the, the business structure of us kind of coming up and then getting into business for ourselves. We're really thankful that we didn't have that kind of backdoor of family financial support you know like nobody bought either of us our first car like nobody my parents paid for half of my associate's degree so do the math i (laughs) i was putting myself through college and i don't complain about that at all in fact i'm like thankful for that because i knew walking around that campus i had you it gives you like a little bit of a pride of ownership i knew like i'm Mm -hmm. paying my way and and you know, same thing for you, you in buying yeah. vehicles and starting business and like all that stuff. And, and I don't want to make it sound like we you know walked uphill both ways. We didn't like we had, you know, we were really blessed with the families we have. But to the same point, like they didn't give us handouts. No, I, and, and I'm so happy. Only, for that. Yes, that is we call that self-confidence. There is a distinction between confidence and self-confidence that you were able to take those experiences and and internalize them as self-confidence. I, basically, I did that. I did that. I, I know I can do that. And that mm-hmm. gives you a a strength, a, a resilience that, that a lot of people don't have. Doesn't come mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, kudos to you. You got to have skin in the game, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got You got to put in your time and you got to put in your effort. And yep. um, and when, you know, and we what was it that we we also the the whole thing about if we stop somebody from having the experience where oh yeah, what a, is that a very wise person said mm-hmm. to me the cruelest thing you can do is to prevent somebody from experiencing the consequences of their choices or of their mm-hmm. actions yeah we so, can point time and time again that we had to kind of go through things on our own yeah. and then we can look at somebody else who you know maybe we are close to or we lo- have a lot of love for but they didn't have to go through that on their own I think of our first year in business and we went through some, you know, financial challenges. Like yeah. it sounds better if you say cash flow problems. So that's what business <laughs> owners should say, right? But no, no, we went through, you know, financial challenges. And in yeah. that time, like you have a choice. You can look around for help. You can try to get somebody else to bail you out. Or you can be like, you know what? I'm going to dig in and I'm going to get really gritty and I'm going to do things that people don't really like to talk about and find a way to, plug the gap and go make some extra cash. And nobody likes to talk about that because they have an ego. They don't want to talk about door dashing on a Friday night. Well, I'm a, I'm a business owner. What do you mean? I'm at networking groups and I, yeah, I dress well. It doesn't matter if you're losing money. 
and it doesn't matter what the appearance is. So, you know, we're really thankful that we went through some of those times where we got gritty and coming out of that, like you said, that self-confidence so much higher as opposed to being like, oh yeah, man, I'm so glad mom and dad come through with 500 bucks for us. Like that doesn't, then you you feel the opposite. You feel shameful. You feel guilty because we know people who do have those situations um, where they're constantly going and going and constantly getting, you know, that relief. And it's, it's detrimental in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. Well, I, I'm confident that uh, if you have a second generation join your business, they're going to be in good hands and, and shepherding <laughs> shepherd well. So I think I'm to the extreme. Was, like, I'm like, I don't want to buy our kids cars. They can pay for their own college. Like, I don't, what do they need that for? Like, and uh, yeah, I think that's a little extreme. I think, you know, maybe we'll soften up, but I'm like, no, it, yeah. if we have, well, if, and when we have kids and mm-hmm. it's like that whole thing of like, you're not rich. Mom and dad are rich. rich. Like, you know, who is mm-hmm. this? Like, they make sure their kids yeah. know, like, you don't yeah. have anything. Like, <laughs> in a positive way, like, yeah. All, yeah. very uplifting. But, but yeah, I think I'm a but little. But you're more... really seriously, you don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Like, we're joking, but we're not. You have yeah. nothing. No, it's, it's true. It uh-huh. is true. And that's it's it's not only a good perspective for the that child to have but then that child can also communicate that to to their friends for example that that you know are thinking that because their parents have money that they can just you know it's a free-flowing thing well and they're always asking them for stuff you know yeah. uh, oh my parents have money i don't have money i go to school yeah Oh, well, man. this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, guys. How can people, uh, if they're looking for, so you guys, you know, want to give you a short commercial here. I know sure. you're in, mm-hmm. uh, I think you do various kinds of uh, health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and- anyone who is under 65, we primarily work with business owners. So we primarily work with small business owners um, who are under 65 and, you know, they're a great referral for us. We'd love to help them. Oftentimes business owners don't have, they don't know all their options for health insurance. If you have a job, you're used to having corporate benefits and all of that. Business owners, especially small business owners, don't have the luxury of knowing how to navigate that. So that's our specialty and they can find us at reliainsurancegroup.com. All right, perfect. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes when we yeah. get this on posted online. Is there any other words of wisdom that you'd like to close us out with? Yeah. Just do it. That's, That's what he says. Nike has the best slogan ever. I didn't appreciate it until we owned a business. Just yeah. do it. Stop talking about it. No yeah. one wants to hear it until you've done it. So just do it. Yeah. That's good. I'll leave it at that. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. perfect. Right. For the- <laughs> Love it. Thank you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for so joining much. us. Pleasure. Yeah, we fun. appreciate it.